Cameron. Mr. Jandran is here to see you. Good evening, ma'am. I'm sorry to disturb, but I've just had a call from our embassy in Paris. It's the Princess of Wales. Why? What's she done now? I see. Um... Who, who are we speaking to there? Right. Well, keep me updated. It's Diana. She's been in a car accident in Paris. This is serious. Apparently, Dodie Fired is dead. Let's just recap on the details of those injuries, Maxine. Yes, Nick. What they're saying is that the princess is in the intensive care unit of a southeast Paris hospital. She has concussion, a broken arm, and... What was she doing in Paris? I thought she was supposed to be in London. Oh, you know what she's like. Charles, isn't this awful? What are you going to do about the boys? Uh, let them sleep until we know more. Oh, yes, that's sensible. I should go to Paris, so I, I told my people to start organizing a jet. What, a private one? Yes. But isn't that precisely the sort of extravagance they always attack us for? How else am I supposed to get to Paris at this time of night? The airport at Aberdeen will be closed. Charles, Charles, dear. Use the royal flight. They keep one plane on permanent standby. In case I should kick the bucket. No, Mummy, that's out of the question. This isn't a matter of state. What are you talking about? Diana's no longer a member of the royal family. She's not an HRH. This, this is a private matter. She's mother to your grandchildren. What is happening now? I don't know. I can't hear. Everyone's shouting. Thanks for coming in. The ambassador in Paris. Good evening, sir. Man. I'm afraid it's not good news. No! 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 Diana, Princess of Wales, has died after a car crash in Paris. The French government announced her death just before five o'clock this morning. What have I got on this week? You're writing your maiden conference speech as Prime Minister. Well, let's cancel everything else. This is going to be massive. 
I better make a statement in the morning. Will you be pleased to know I've already started coming up with ideas? God, she's only been dead an hour. Or would you prefer I didn't do my job? Secretary's office of found a travel agency opened in New York that will sell me a flight to Paris with an hour's stopover in Manchester. Perhaps now you might like to consider whether it's still an extravagance to bring back the mother of the future King of England in one of our planes. All right. John, I don't want the boys to see the news and get upset. First thing in the morning, I want the radio taken out of the bedroom and the television taken out of the nursery. Yes, ma'am. Oh. So, 25 years ago, Princess Diana, Princess of Wales, was killed in a car crash. Yes, there's been much conjecture there's been conspiracy that maybe she was bumped off because of Dodi Fayed or who knows. Now, of course, this is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I remember when all of that went down. I was 16. I was watching television. Boom. British uh, TV comes in and interrupts t- TV and there it was. Princess Diana is dead. In 2006, nine years after the accident, director Stephen Fears and Peter Morgan, screenwriter, with Helen Mirren as Queen Elizabeth II, James Cromwell as Prince Philip, Helen McCroy, McCroy, the late Helen McCroy, as uh, Tony Blair's wife, and Michael Sheen, as Tony Blair gave us the Queen. And it was the day, I, I mean, it was the provocative story behind one of the most public tragedies of our time, a sudden death of Princess Diana. In the wake of Diana's death, the very private and tra- tradition-bound Queen Elizabeth, Helen Mirren, finds herself in a conflict with the pr- new Prime Minister, the sick, stick, uh, slickly modern and image-conscious Tony Blair. The Queen, also starring Academy Award nominee James Cromwell, takes you inside the private chambers of the royal family and the British government for a captivating look at a vulnerable human being in her darkest hour as a nation grieving for the people's princess waits to see what its leaders will do. Suspenseful, heartfelt, riveting. It is a fascinating story you won't soon forget. That's true. I remember watching it in the theater and thinking, 
Helen Mirren's going to win the Oscar. And she went on to win the Oscar for Best Actress. The film was nominated for Best Film and Best Director, Stephen Fears. Uh, strangely, Michael Sheen was not nominated for playing uh, Tony Blair. And, But Helen Mirren... Helen Mirren really captivated everyone because she even gives that very famous speech as a grandmother. And I remember... I remember watching that in high school. Very profound. So... Let's see. I remember because our late per our late teacher, the amazing Russell Fawcett, Mr. Fawcett, may he rest in peace, said to us, "Okay, we're going to watch Her Majesty the Queen speak to the uh, British public, mainly also to the world." And so, I mean. You know, we could almost say that's what inspired the King's speech. Now we're going to have the real one. This is the real one. Done 25 years ago upon the funeral. Or no, as they were getting ready for the funeral of Princess Diana. This is Queen Elizabeth II addressing the nation. And then we're going to go to the film. Here we go. Sunday's dreadful news. We have seen throughout Britain and around the world an overwhelming expression of sadness at Diana's death. We have all been trying in our different ways to cope. It is not easy to express a sense of loss since the initial shock is often succeeded by a mixture of other feelings, disbelief, incomprehension, anger, and concern for those who remain. We have all felt those emotions in these last few days. So what I say to you now, as your queen and as a grandmother, I say from my heart. First, I want to pay tribute to Diana myself. She was an exceptional and gifted human being. In good times and bad, she never lost her capacity to smile and laugh, nor to inspire others with her warmth and kindness. I admired and respected her for her energy and commitment to others, and especially for her devotion to her two boys. This week at Balmoral, we have all been trying to help William and Harry come to terms with the devastating loss that they and the rest of us have suffered. No one who knew Diana will ever forget her. Millions of others who never met her, but felt they knew her will remember her. I've Since last Sunday's dreadful news, we have seen throughout Britain and around the world an overwhelming expression of sadness at Diana's death. We have all been trying in our different ways to cope. It is not easy to express a sense of loss, since the initial shock is often succeeded by a mixture of other feelings disbelief, incomprehension, anger, and concern for those who remain.
We have all felt those emotions in these last few days. So what I say to you now, as your queen and as a grandmother, I say from my heart. Heart. What heart? She doesn't mean a word of this. That's not the point. What she's doing is extraordinary. In good times and bad, she never lost her That's how to survive. Listen to you. But a week ago, you were the great moderniser, making speeches about the people's princess. Now you've gone weak at the knees. You know, I don't know why I'm so surprised. At the end of the day, all Labour Prime Ministers go gaga for the Queen. Michael Phelps. And so those are the first clip is the real speech given in 1997, 25 years ago on September 4th. Um, I got to watch it in uh, my history class. Mr. Russell Fawcett, may he rest in peace. Such an extraordinary teacher. I absolutely loved him. Um, and the 2006 Stephen Fears directed The Queen. Miss Helen Mirren. There are some pivotal moments in this film. I'm going to only play a few for you. Is that it? Uh, yes, ma'am. Just the letter of condolence to the widow of the ambassador to Brazil. Good. Thank you. Apparently, the Prime Minister is on the phone for you. Tell him to call back. No, no, it's all right. I'll take it. Prime Minister. Good morning, Your Majesty. Sorry to disturb, but I was just wondering whether you'd seen any of today's papers. We've managed to look at one or two, yes. over-eager editors are doing their best to sell newspapers, and it would be a mistake to dance to their tune. Under normal circumstances, I would agree. But, well, my advisors have been taking the temperature among people on the streets, and, well, the information I'm getting is that the mood is quite delicate. So, what would you suggest, Prime Minister? Some kind of a statement? No, ma'am. I believe the moment for statements has passed. I would suggest flying the flag at half-mast above Buckingham Palace. And... Coming down to London at the earliest opportunity. It would be a great comfort to your people and would help them with their grief. Their grief? If you imagine I'm going to drop everything and come down to London before I attend to my grandchildren who've just lost their mother, then you're mistaken. I doubt there is anyone who knows the British people more than I do, Mr. Blair, nor who has greater faith in their wisdom and judgment. 
And it is my belief that they will any moment reject this, this mood, which is being stirred up by the press, in favor of a period of restrained grief and sober private mourning. That's the way we do things in this country, quietly, with dignity. It's what the rest of the world has always admired us for. If that's your decision then, of course the government will support it. Let's keep in touch. Yes, let's. Now, realistically, we don't know if that really happened. We don't. This is a film where it's all dramatic and it's conjecture, but it's very well done. It's very well done. And Helen Mirren deservedly so won that Oscar. And they didn't use really an actress to play Princess Diana. I, I don't think anyone can really convey her. I know that Kristen uh, Stewart played her recently. Um, what they did is they used archival footage and then they had like a, a woman with the blonde hair getting into the car in the film. So what I'm doing is just playing clips for you of the film itself. One in four, you said, wanted to get rid of me. For about half an hour. But then you came down to London and all that went away. I've never been hated like that before. And that must have been difficult. Yes. Very. Nowadays, people want glamour and tears, the grand performance. I'm not very good at that. I never have been. I prefer to keep my feelings to myself. And foolishly, I believed that was what the people wanted from their queen, not to make a fuss nor wear one's heart on one's sleeve. Duty first, self second. That's how I was brought up. That's all I've ever known. You were so young when you became queen. Years ago. But I can see that the world has changed. And one must modernize. Well, perhaps that's where I can help. Oh, no. Don't get ahead of yourself, Prime Minister. Remember, I'm the one supposed to be advising you. So that, of course, is The Queen, directed by Stephen Fears, starring Miss Helen Mirren as Queen Elizabeth II, and Michael Sheen as Prime Minister Tony Blair. So I thought we would end tonight's film podcast with the princess in her own words. I mean, you know, we have to select certain clips. And here we go. Let's go. I mean, yeah. There's so many different interviews that she 
you know, well, not actually, no, there's a very few. Excuse me. Very few. Here's the Martin Bashir one. I've never had hair that's fresh in my life. But then when I analyzed it, I could see that the changes I'd made in the last year had all caught up with me. And my body had said, we want a rest. What was the, the family's reaction to your postnatal depression? Well, maybe I was the first person ever to be in this family who ever had a depression or was ever openly tearful. And obviously that was daunting because if you've never seen it before, how do you support it? What effect did the depression have on your marriage? Well, it gave everybody... Um, I don't know what you thought of me. Pretty amazing. <laughs> Does Prince William have a favourite toy? Um, Jamie, he loves his koala bear he's got. But he hasn't got anything particular. He just likes something with a bit of noise. Um, he got a plastic whale that throws things out the top, little balls. <laughs> HIV does not make people dangerous to know. So you can shake their hands and give them a hug. Heaven knows they need it. Eating disorders, whether it be anorexia or bulimia, show how an individual can turn the nourishment of the body into a painful attack on themselves. When I started my public life, 12 years ago, I understood the media might be interested in what I did, but I was not aware of how overwhelming that attention would become. It's always been my concern to touch people with leprosy, trying to show in a simple action that they are not reviled, nor are we repulsed. The world is too little aware of the waste of life, limb, and land, which anti-personal landmines are causing amongst some of the poorest people on earth. And so that's Princess Diana in her own voice, giving very inspirational speeches. And so the Queen really is a moment in history, done very well. And let's end that tonight with this film. And Helen Mirren, you know, really wasn't into the monarchy. She said that in an interview, but now she has come to respect it. Here she is winning the Academy Award. Five limitless actresses. Here are the Helen Mirren in the Queen. The road to the Oscars was bumpy for Helen Mirren. An Indian hand reader once told her that her success would not peak until her late 40s. I've got my purse in one hand and my earring in the other. <laughs> Thank you, Academy. Thank you so much. Huge honor. You know, my sister told me that all kids love to get gold stars, and this is the biggest and the best gold star that I have ever had in my life. I want to share my gold star with my fellow nominees, those brilliant, brilliant actresses who gave such amazing performances this year. I also share my gold star with the filmmakers. 
with Stephen Frears, with Peter Morgan, with Andy Harris, and all the producers, and all the filmmakers and the cast. Thank you. Now, you know, for 50 years and more, Elizabeth Windsor has maintained um, her dignity, her sense of duty, and her hairstyle. <laughs> She's had her feet planted firmly on the ground, her hat on her head, her handbag on her arm, and she's weathered many, many storms. And, and I salute her courage and her consistency. And I thank her, because for her, if it wasn't for her, I most, most certainly would not be here. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Queen. Thank you. Thank you very much. So that's Dame Helen Mirren winning the Oscar for playing Queen Elizabeth II in a very dark moment that there was a ripple effect of what happened on August 31st, 1997. It was, everyone was talking about it, even the death of uh, a, a certain nun whom I won't mention. So yes, that is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. My memories from that time were, it was sad. It was sad. You felt for the two princes, Prince Harry and Prince William. They never got over that. They never got over that. And the uh, performance that Elton John gave at the funeral, uh, where he sang uh, a re uh, a rewritten edition of uh, Candle in the Wind, but it was Candle in the Wind 1997. It became the biggest hit of the year. Um, and to this day, he said he won't perform it in public unless the princes request it. I think they requested it in 2002. And so life goes on. But, you know, 25 years ago, Princess Diana was the most photographed woman in the world. And even now, she is still talked about. 25 years after her death, she was only 37 years old. So that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, and I recommend The Queen. It's, uh, where can you watch it? I always, I always give the audience that option is okay, because, you know, everyone Netflixes or has a different streaming. I have the Blu-ray, I believe, and then I have the digital download. It is a powerful film. And that's a testament to Stephen Fears, who who such a great director, and gives us those moments in time. Here we go. It is available on the Roku Channel, Hulu, YouTube, Google Play, Vudu, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, YouTube TV, and HBO Max. Helen Mirren and her Oscar-winning performance as Queen Elizabeth II, having to. give pause to a nation that was grieving and a lot of it you know we maybe it was said maybe it wasn't a lot of it is conjecture what really went on between those conversations between prime minister tony blair and queen elizabeth ii in terms of the grief in her family and the grief of the entire world and so as always unpleasant dreams mm -hmm.